0: But ROI can be whatever it means for you. If you work in the business now 60 to 80 hours and you can't even take a vacation, your return on investment, if you say, Adi, what I want is I want to take a two-week vacation with turning my phone off. you know, I have a client, a concrete contractor, and he took a vacation with his wife to England for two weeks And because he has now a general manager and all of his processes documented, I mean, it's the three, it's the three aspects. It's not just processes, you know, it's the profits, the people, it's the processes, but he was able to do that.
1: This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast brought to you by G4 Marketing, interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Cascavalsian.
2: Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Contractor podcast. This is Fraser with G4 Marketing and the Wealthy Contractor. And we have a special episode of the podcast today that I believe every contractor should hear, including you. Any successful home improvement or home service business owner will tell you that systemization was a key foundation to scaling their company's growth in a stress-free and sustainable way. Creating processes, documenting them, and holding people accountable to them secures your future, and it makes your life as an owner or manager so much easier. Today, you're going to hear a special webinar replay featuring the founder and CEO of Business Success Consulting, Adi Klebit. In this episode, you'll hear Adi describe the systems and processes that you need to implement to secure your company's future. So, get ready to listen closely to this episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let's dive in.
1: Welcome to this webinar here today. So, what we're doing here is I want to introduce you guys to Adi Clevett. We met Adi through our EOS implementer, Caesar. And Adi has a company, Business Success Consulting Group that helps companies develop their processes within their companies and as you you all know I talk a lot about this framework the wealthy contractor what I call the success wealth and freedom framework and I was trying I was actually looking for one to pull it up but I won't waste everybody's time with my looking for it but here it is very simple if you want to develop a business that works for you, there's three main components that you've got to get figured out, and you've got to develop uh, systems around and have an operating system to run the whole thing, and that is people, process, and profit. People, process, and profit. And so, a D as, and I hear a lot from people about process is. We have a process, Brian, but we don't really know how to document it. Or we want to document our processes, but we just don't know how. Or we don't have the time. And look, it's not easy to document process. And so I thought I would do two things with a D here. Kill two birds with one stone. One, have her walk you through how they do it. You know, they're a professional actual company that this is all they focus on. Number one is how they do it. And number two, bring a resource to you guys. Okay, so I'm going to say right up front that if you work with a D, we make no money on it. This is not an affiliate deal whatsoever, but We are going to give you her information later. And so if this is an area that you need help with, she's definitely a resource that you will want to take advantage of. And so I think I will stop now, Adi, and I will turn it over to you. Welcome. Thanks for being here.
0: Well, thank you, Brian. I am so excited to be here and to go over the information about how to document, how to create and document and implement processes and procedures. So first of all, let, let me tell you briefly about myself and why am I talking to you about processes. So my by trade, I'm, a, I'm an industrial engineer. I started on this journey of processes and, and documentation, process improvement, efficiency over 25 years ago started as an industrial engineer, work in the semiconducting industry. And then throughout my career, I actually, you know, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I had, this is my third business. So I have two, I had two very successful businesses. Then I started this business of where we document and implement processes and procedures for companies. In between that, I actually managed three construction companies. So I know a lot about construction. A lot of our clients are in the construction industry there are contractors there are specialty contractors etc so we we work a lot with that industry as well as professional services manufacturing and other industries so that you know my passion in life is to bring order into companies right wherever there is chaos wherever there is something that is not aligned you know i love to bring order and that's why processes And the clients that we work with are successful companies that are growing and scaling and want to go to the next level, or companies that want to prepare their companies for selling so they know that they need to have a playbook, they need to have everything documented, they need to extract the information so they increase the value. So that's a little bit about me, so you know that I know what I'm talking about, I know how to document, I have a team that knows how to document, and I'm going to walk you through what we do, like, how do we interact with our, those are some questions that we ask our clients so we can extract information, but I'm also going to show you how to extract it. So if you feel inclined to do so, this is like the do it yourself. This is like kind of like watching the YouTube video about do it yourself. This is it. So it will take us about, well, what did you say, Brian, about 20 to 30 minutes? Whatever whatever
1: it takes. And what we'll do, everybody, is I'm watching the chat box or the Q&A, either one. And so, you know, we want this to be interactive. You've got a D here. Ask her questions. So I'll be looking at the chat box. Yeah, okay. thank, thank it, you, back. Brian, for, for reminding
0: me on that. It's it really works when it's interactive, right? I ask questions. It's great. It's a great opportunity for you to actually answer those questions because I truly believe that if you look at it, you answer the questions, it will get you on your road to document the processes. So let's get started. The first thing is to identify the why, right? You have to understand for yourself, why do you want to document your processes and procedures? Now, we can't skip that because you know, documenting your processes and procedures can be hard, can be arduous, can be time consuming. Some people look at it as boring. I don't, but that's what I hear, right? if you don't have the purpose ahead of time, if you don't, yeah, Brian says, yes, me, okay. It's
1: boring for me, yes.
0: But if you know why you are doing it, then it's worth doing it, right? It's kind of like, you know, think about it, you know, it's kind of, okay. So if you think about kitchen remodel from the consumer side, you know, for the person that is, like, if I wanted to, when I remodeled my kitchen, you know, I had to be without a kitchen for several months, but it was worth it because then I got my final product of like what I wanted. Or if I have a project that is hard to do, you know, if I figure out what is the why and why I'm doing it, it's worthwhile doing it. So think about it like, why do you want processes and procedures for your company? And not because somebody told you, yes, you might be implementing EOS and you read the new book processes, which is an excellent book or a process, or you were told by your EOS implementer, you were told by your business coach, you just heard Brian, that's not enough. That's not good enough of a why. It has to be your why, right? You have to figure out like why, what difference would it make in your company if you had well-documented processes and procedures? And if you want to write it in the chat, go ahead, tell us like, why do you think you need processes and procedures and how would it help your company? So we can have answers coming in.
1: Well, and look, let's provide a few answers. Okay, so I'm going to provide a few. My next
0: slide is the your next
1: slide is the answers. Okay, go.
0: So here's what we hear the most often, right? And Brian, if you hear any, if there is anything here that is not, no, it's all that.
1: That's great. It's all there.
0: (laughs) Right, because that is answers that I didn't come up with. This is something I hear from my clients all the time. You know, it's consistency. I mean, you have one estimator doing it one way, you have another estimator doing it the other way. Risk mitigation, that comes really handy in customer service, right? Somebody answers some way, another person promises another thing. Also, the execution of the project, that's risk mitigation. You're all doing it the same way. Onboarding and training, super important, right? I just had a client that they're onboarding three salespeople at the same time. Why three at the same time? Because they said they don't need all of them, but it's much easier for them to train all of them at once. But they have, and a they're all not going to make it. That's right. That's exactly right. That's no, exactly no. right. So, but if you have a system that they go through, an example, I have a client, I have a big plumbing company. We created the processes and procedures, and we create training checklists. So, the first day they come on, they actually go through the training, they take the quizzes, and we can see how they do. Then they have a checklist on what they do each day, they do right along with another technician. But they also are they also get trained on the policies on the processes, so then they can, at the end of the week, they are trained. And the difference, it's a huge difference between having it and not having it. So that's the onboarding, the training. It creates a great culture because you want to hear your people say, yes, you know, my employer cares about me. They spend the time training me, telling me what's expected. It takes away the unknown, right? So it does, if you're, whatever you have on your, as a core value, it can be that you, empowerment can be a good core value that that aligns with, right? Positive attitude, you know, communication, problem solving, whatever it is, it aligns with getting people trained and having your processes documented. Scaling, expansion, right? Knowledge transfer. You have that employee that has been with you for 20, 30 years. You know, you want to transfer that knowledge or even an employee has been with you for three years. Another example is a company that we work with where the office manager just gave a two week notice and the owner did not know. He goes, I don't know what what she does. You know, she does great, but I don't know what she does. Can you transfer the knowledge? And we did it within the two weeks that we had. It was hard. It was definitely a very compact project, but now he has it and he was able to onboard the next one exit if you want to sell your company you want to have the processes and procedures in place you know you it's definitely increase the selling of the company I mean I've seen it firsthand I was sitting there with one of my clients a painting contractor and he wanted me to be there with the business broker and the person that he was going to sell the business for and to and we pulled up the process documentation that we did on the software that we did and the guy's eyes were like wow you know it was you can see it he didn't say wow you know he had to no, keep cool so he doesn't like, you know, show it. It's too exciting, but you can see that he was like, oh, okay, and he got in communication and the, and the negotiation started differently because it was there, he could see it, right? Yeah. So those are, you know, those are so- the majority of the reasons. And you know, Brian, in your book, and I told you before the podcast, I, the webinar, I love this book, right? The secrets, the seven secrets to becoming a wealthy contractor. The first thing that you say is to realize what you want and, and reverse engineer it, right? It's the same thing here. It's like, if you want, like, what is it that you want out of your business? Part of the reverse engineering is having one those systems in place so you can actually achieve
1: Absolutely. that. So let's, let's unpack a few of these things because yeah, they're, they're really important. And, and, and I know that probably, as I'm looking through the list, I, I'd be willing to bet that every single person that's on here has read the e-myth, Michael Gerber. And so what did we get from Michael Gerber all those years ago? Anybody that reads the E-Myth, it's all about creating your franchise prototype, your franchise prototype. Well, what is a franchise? So where did he get the idea from? He got the idea from McDonald's. He's sitting in a McDonald's in between appointments. So he goes to one McDonald's. And then he's got an appointment, and then he goes and he sits in another McDonald's, and he has another appointment, and he goes and sits in another McDonald's, waiting in between. And what does he realize? That every single McDonald's is doing everything exactly the same way. And if we look at just some of these, some of these things here, why documentation is so important, why process is so important, the exit one, I mean, if we go backwards, the exit one that you brought up is huge. You know, there's a lot of companies being bought up right now. And I shouldn't say a lot, but the best companies in our space are being bought up right now. And they're getting huge, huge dollars. And part of why they're being bought up is because they have got these processes and they've got these systems down. It's so if I'm going to go in and I'm going to buy a company and I'm going to spend millions of dollars to buy your company. I want to be able to walk in tomorrow, take it over from you without skipping a beat, meaning everybody knows what they're supposed to do. And if we have to bring in new people, which goes to your onboarding and training, we can plug them into the system, whether it's a marketing system, a selling system, a production system, an HR system, whatever it is. And so- and- No, Brian,
0: to your point, I just want to say something on that because I, I actually saw the other side of it. I have a client that he's now into his eighth, he's buying companies. So he's buying, He's he had a remodeling company and now he's into, he's buying his eighth company. Wow. And one of the things that is very important to him is that the people in the companies that he's buying, he's buying successful companies. One of the things that he says, I don't buy failing companies. I buy successful companies that have people in place. And one of the things... That is very important to him is that the people in those companies, like the managers and the people are not going to quit because then he's going to really have a problem. We'll have like eight companies with no people and trying to find the people, et cetera. So he makes sure that he goes into those successful companies and he doesn't change anything. He he gives the stability to the people. So that's why the documentation is very important because then you can go into a successful company and not change.
1: Interesting. Yeah, cool. All right. So, and so everybody on the me, and listen, everybody that is here today knows the importance of this and why. I think they know why, but we just, you know, I want I want to make sure that you know we reinforce this and and it, it really is a critical component of running a successful business, especially you know. So, how do you build your business to go the distance? Right. We're using a, a Rocky, Freya, you know, in the movie Rocky. He says, I just want to go the distance. I don't, I don't have to beat him. But to me, beating him means I was able to go the distance. Well, in business, going the distance means if the economy turns, which it looks like at some point it's going to, it always does. Do we have a business that's built to go the distance? And I'll tell you, the companies that do not have documented processes and procedures do not have a defined profit model that they work towards that does do not have a great group of a players that are accountable for results. If those pieces aren't in place, those companies are going to be in a lot of trouble if things start to slow down. So with all that said, that's true. I'm, gonna so I'm gonna keep, go keep into going to let you know
0: how into yeah. the how but again let's go into the how of it. what the why, although you know it, write it down because that will carry you through this project. And, you know, the saying it's sell or be sold. It's either you're selling something or somebody is selling you and you right. will have to sell it to your employees. You will have to sell yourself sometimes that you have to continue with this project. So if you know your why you look at it and you go, oh yeah, that's why I'm doing it. Now I remember because I want to exit. I remember because I want to make sure that no employee is going to, you know, hold me hostage because of the knowledge.
2: Right. Okay.
0: So we decide to find that now we're going to, figure out like, where do I start? That's the first number one question people ask me, where do I start? Okay, so I have all these, I have processes. And we also have to acknowledge one thing is that you all have processes. It's not like processes do not exist. You know, if you have a company, you have processes. When we wake up in the morning, we have a process. You know, I don't know about you, but I bet the majority of you are probably have the same routine every morning, right? The way that you make your coffee is probably similar, right? You're not changing it every single day. You might change it once in a while just to be a little bit more interesting, but you probably have a routine that works. When you come to the office, you're probably doing the same thing. Or even before that, you get on the phone, you check your messages, you call your guys, whatever it is, you have that process. So processes exist. What we are doing is we are figuring out what they are, documenting it, basically creating it or identifying them, documenting, and then implementing, right? So the processes exist. We all have to agree on that. So where do I start? Here's the question that I always ask, and that is the area that you should start. And the question is, what area of the company, if there were well-documented processes and procedures for that area, will give you the biggest ROI? That is the question to ask. Now, what is ROI? Of course, we want to be more profitable. That's always ROI. But ROI can be whatever it means for you. If you work in the business now 60 to 80 hours and you can't even take a vacation, your return on investment, if you say, Adi, what I want is I want to take a two week vacation with turning my phone off. you know. I have a client, a concrete contractor, and he took a vacation with his wife to England for two weeks And because he has now a general manager and all of his processes documented. I mean, it's the three, it's the three aspects. It's not just processes, you know, it's the profits, the people, it's the processes, but he was able to do that. And that's for for him, it pays for everything because he was already successful. He was already profitable. Yeah. You always want to be more profitable, but that was his like, wow, I did it. So now I can do the next step and the next step, right? ROI can be, you know, you don't have to deal with employees' turnover, you know, you don't have to deal with some of the headaches you're dealing with. So does that make sense, Brian? Makes sense to you? Like yeah. you, you agree with that? Like in terms of what is ROI, right? So let's let's hear if we can hear from our listeners. If you want to share with us what areas that that would be great. You can keep it coming through the chat. And then yeah, I just to-
1: D I just put into the chat. Hey, I'll look at the question on the screen and let us know. Let me know. What is the area? What area of the company, if there was, you know, well-documented procedures, what's the one that's going to give you the biggest ROI? I'd like, you know, to hear from some of you, somebody, anybody think about it, who, come on people, exceptional customer experience. Okay. Yeah. Good.
0: That's I hear a lot is the customer service, right? So especially like if you are you know, in the HVAC area, plumbing, electrical, you know, you have the dispatchers. Well, it depends. I mean, any con I mean, many of the contractors, like a roofing company that we just did, we worked on their customer service, and the customer service starts from the intake of the leads all the way to the communication throughout the project and yeah. follow-up at the end for sure. Another area that I hear a lot is the sales and estimating, right? Another area is the actual project management. So it's profitable. It's on time. You know, so those are areas. So whatever it is. Now we've
1: we've got operations here, which operations is interesting because not quite sure what you mean by that. So you may want to dig a little bit deeper. That's Joe. You may want to dig a little deeper into that scheduling and billing, repeat customers, personal ROI, freedom, financial ROI, and estimating. I'm a plumbing contractor. The permit process for large sewer jobs, call expectations for lead follow-ups, great, great.
0: Absolutely. Uh, that,
1: interestingly that. enough, so Adi, I'll tell you yeah. something kind of interesting about our group is most of them have a selling system. And it's more than likely, more than likely, probably their well their best documented process in a lot of cases, not in every case, but in a lot of cases but it's like the only thing, you know? Everything else is just kind of like, well, we kind of do it like this and we kind of do it like that. All right, so let's keep going. Builder Prime is changing the game for home improvement contractors. Imagine having everything you need to help your business grow in one place. CRM, estimating marketing automation with SMS, production management software, and now call center dialer integration all wrapped into one easy-to-use package. And it's never been easier to switch CRMs. Hundreds of contractors trust Builder Prime to grow their businesses with powerful reporting tools to see which leads are making money, which sales reps are the top performers, and where to optimize for the greatest impact. We're talking about winning more jobs, boosting productivity, and delighting your customers. Are you ready to fuel your business growth even faster without all the daily frustrations of your current tech stack you owe it to yourself your team and your business to learn why everyone is switching over to builder prime the only true does it all crm for home improvement contractors head over to builderprime.com and request a personalized demo with an expert today
0: good that those are great answers and now but even if you didn't put it in the chat Write it for yourself, because I'm going to walk you through the steps of how to document that particular procedure. Because the thing is, or that particular process, the thing is that you have to start somewhere. Otherwise, it's like this broad, all, you know, it it is a broad subject. We need to break it down into doable bite-sized pieces, right? So we take that area. So whatever it is, if it's the permit, getting the permitting, great. Let's talk about that. Or if it is the op- as Brian as you mentioned operations, let's break it down. What in operations, right? Or if it is customer service, okay, let's talk about that. If it's dispatching, just just be thinking with it as we go along. All right. So the first the next thing is process mapping. Now that can sound a little bit daunting, and yeah, you be- have to be an industrial engineer to do it, but you really don't. And I'm going to tell you how to do it very very simply. So we take a process, okay? So let's say we take. I'll give you an example. I just did it. This is a process we just work with one of our contractors last week. Okay, that was the area that they wanted the most, they had the most problem with is their window installation. Okay, they're a general contractor, but they do a lot of windows and solar, etc. So window installation was, and I asked him why? Well, he says, because the person that knows how to do it is living and they're having a hard time training the new person that is coming in. And it's also, if this is not done correctly, it really stops the entire project, right? Go, okay, good. So process map, what does that mean? Where does the process start? What is point A? Where does the process end? What is point B? What is the end of that process where you actually handing it off to somebody else, right? So with this particular process, it was the ordering, the permitting and the installation. That was the process that they, told me the the different aspects of it, right? Then I go, okay, good. So ordering, what are the different steps? We broke it down to the different steps. You do the same thing, ordering, what's point A? Like, how do you know you need to order? Okay, because of this, this and this we get, that's the communication from one person to another. We need, you know, an order has to be put in place. What are the main steps? Where does it end? It ends where the order is placed and now we're waiting for the inspection or the permitting. Good, same thing with this process and same thing with this one. So we break it down. What is point A? What is point B? What are the main actions in between? And that is the simplicity of process mapping. I mean, we can go into the different names and the different methodologies, but I really, I believe in keeping it simple because that's what you want. You want another person to take it and do what was done, right? So that is the simplicity of it. So take the area that you are thinking about, let's say customer service customer experience, where does it start? Where does customer experience start? Where does it end? In this case, in my opinion, it's the entire client or customer life cycle, right? From the beginning to the end, point A, point B, what are the major things that have to happen when you're doing customer, for, for excellent customer service? Now, here are the things to look for. So not to go down that, you know, not to fail when you're doing this. Don't start going into too many details. This is a broad mapping, right? This is looking at it broadly, like saying actions that that are being done that need to be done broadly. I've seen so many people start going, yes, okay, so ordering of windows. Okay, so this is what we do, and we call this one, and no, this is later. Right now, you're just going to name the big steps. So that's one thing. Don't go into too much detail here. Two. Don't go into like, yeah, you know, this is the process that needs to be done, but I don't have anybody doing it. Or how can I ask my people to do it? Or if I'm going to tell them to do it, it's not going to happen. Or, all the other thoughts or ideas that can come in here, leave them aside. We're really looking at just, it's kind of like a blueprint, right? You are creating the blueprint and then we figure out how we're going to implement it. That comes later.
1: We had a question I'm trying to answer it in the in the chat. Yeah. But I'll put it to you is process mapping the same as mind mapping?
0: Mind mapping is can be it can be for anything like you have an idea and you're trying to map it like how we're going to do we're going to go yeah. and execute it, right? Process mapping I would say it's more specific in terms of identifying the start, the end, and then the actions in between.
1: Yeah, so as, as someone that uses mind maps a lot because of the way my mind thinks, which is funny because entrepreneurs think that's why mind maps are so great for us is because we could just take one idea and we could just blow, blum throw a whole bunch of stuff up there and develop this mind map. But I think a process map, you could start with a mind map but then you take each of the components and you wanna then take it and say, okay, this is the component to start with. Then we go here, then we go here, then we go here. And I think that's the main, the main difference.
0: I think so too. And I think so also, Brian, in terms of, it depends if the process exists or doesn't exist, right? Like in the example that I gave in terms of the windows, the process exists. It's a matter of extracting it from the people and it's a matter of putting it in such a way that can be duplicated can be done over and over again in a linear way so that is more figure out what exists and process map it so then you can actually from there extract the information if you have an idea or a new process you want to implement you will probably start with a mind map in terms of like okay maybe it goes this way or that way or this way you know and but that's not, that's not what we are talking about right here. So I think that that's the difference because after no. you mind map it, then we can maybe create it into a process if it works, right? right? Yeah. So, so that is the process mapping, but thank you for the question. So now the next step is to documenting it, right? Getting it done. What does that mean? So now we have, we know why, we know what area we're going to start and we have identified the key components, the main components. Now we have to extract the information. So I'm going to go over some key points on how to extract that information. So the first thing I wrote decision because you have to decide that now you're going to do it. Because this is the point where people bog the most, bog down the most is actually extracting the information, right? You can think about an area, oh yeah, I need to document my you know permitting process. Yes. Okay, those are the main steps, but now extracting the information you will hear, I don't have time. I don't, I mean, you know, it's hard to document or the, the, my favorite one is we have, well, we do it in so many different ways that we really can create a process out of it, right? There are so many ways we do it. Well, we need to figure out the common denominator and do it. So that's why we have to make sure that you decide to do it. You keep an eye on the mountain, refer to your why, you make it a priority. So you have to schedule a specific time. Like the way that we work with our clients that I found the most successful is to do like a a session a week. So you schedule, you block off 90 minutes, two hours a week, and you concentrate on the actual extraction of the information and the documentation. Now, it doesn't mean that you are going to do it all yourself. You are going to use your team to do that but that's where the accountability comes in, right? If you say, if you ask the person that is in charge of the permitting to actually document how they do it, then you have to come back a week later or give them a specific due date and come back a week later and tell them, is it done, right? Commitment, you know, you have to be committed to the process and you need to recognize obstacles. You need to recognize that, you know, people will get busy, that they don't know how to do it, that they don't feel like it's a priority, whatever the obstacles are, You have to recognize it. And I have this slide is mainly for, you know, because things not, it's not going to be a smooth process. You know, things will come up. It's always more important to go sell, deliver, you know, talk to customers than to sit down and document. So those are some things to take into account. All right. So how do we do it? We run it as a project, as a project. You know, we have the blueprint. Now we need to execute. So like any project, we need to run it, manage a project. So you use any project management tools, meaning, I mean, you can even use an Excel spreadsheet, right? But you do need to name the processes that you want to document. You want to make sure that we have due dates and that they're assigned to the right people so they will sit down and document. I don't know, Brian, am I scaring everybody by by going over the exact process of how to, but that's what it takes. No, I
1: think, look, there's a lot of ways to skim this cat. Okay. So lots of ways to do it. And I think that you explaining how you do it, you know, and I think everybody gets that this is your business. And so when you do this, you're going to do it at a hundred level. Whereas if we do it ourselves, if we can get it to an 80, that's great. You know, so if we choose to do it ourselves and you get it to an 80, that's amazing. right? Right. And so look, I think you tell them the, this is how you do it. And then
0: that's exactly right. Cause I yeah. am going into details here, guys, I know that. So yeah. that's not, it's but not, it's fine.
1: It, it, keep yeah, going. It, exactly. Yeah.
0: So I just wanted to do a little check here. This is like how we do it, right? It's not, a, it's kind of, you can take it and do it yourself. I have people and I've seen that, but you have to have that commitment, right? So whatever project management tools you want to use in order to make sure that you have the processes you're gonna document lined up, what are the due dates and who is responsible. One thing that I 100% recommend is to use a process documentation software. What does that mean? That is a software where you actually write all the processes and procedures into that software. The three ones that I really like, um, actually four, I'm gonna give you four. It's called Sweet Process. And Brian, I can send you the link, I mean, the names, and I can then, and then you can send it to, every, to the attendees. So it's Sweet sure, Process, sure. Trenual, Playbook Builder, and whale.io. There are many of them out there. Those are the four ones that I found that are the most successful and easy to use. Now, what is a process documentation software? That is basically a software. As I said, that you can record everything there, but it has access, every it's on the cloud. People can access from their phones, from their iPads, and they can see all your procedures written. It has, you can upload videos, you can upload screenshots, you can write all the information there, you can see who logged in where and hold them accountable to actually make sure that they logged in. So that's the process documentation software. I suggest you also have the regular meetings. As I said, you know, you schedule it like once a week. And that is just like if you are implementing EOS, then you'd have your L10 meeting, right? You have your meetings that, you know, no matter what, you're going to do it every single week. That's why I like working with clients that are implementing EOS because they go, nope, no, you know, they know the importance. You know, we have the meeting. We don't, no matter what, we don't move that meeting. The same thing with this one. You have the process implementation meeting. you have it and you do it and you commit yourself to it and as as I mentioned due dates and you have to follow up so now I'm going to go back into more of a high level so we are you need to utilize your team don't think that's another common mistake that I hear from business owners oh it's all in my head I'm the only one who can do it you know I have to be involved in everything Yes, you do have to be involved. The pendulum cannot swing the other way and saying, oh, you can just go and not be involved. But you have to look at your team and you have to identify the people that you would like to clone. The people that you go, okay, if I had 10 more of that particular person, that's good. I will, then I will do, I'll I'll do well, right? Good. So that person, we need to figure out what is it that they are doing. And that's,
1: a, that's really, I'll stop jumping in, yeah. but that's what you said about that, about cloning people. Yeah, that's really good. Right, sorry.
0: No, that's totally okay. And it's true. Yeah. It's You know, you need to take that person. If you have a great manager, a great service manager, let's say, even if you want to identify the procedures for the technicians, if you have a great technician that, you know, they have, let's say, great customer service. Great. So how do you do it? What do you say? How do you? How do you enter a home? You know, how do you present the estimate? Whatever it is that you feel like you want, how do you build the A-team by taking the best of everybody and creating then as your manual or as your playbook? So that's definitely utilize your team. And when you document, you know, when we document, we use all the four styles, the mo- all the modes of learning, you know, visual. People are very visual. We use a lot of screenshots, pictures, Video. Definitely, you know, Video, yeah, so the auditory, you know, it's more like the video and the looking. So it's auditory and visual, you know, we use the either the, the pictures or so a lot of videos, read and write. So some people want instructions. So we do both. We do videos and we do instructions because people like checklists. Some people like checklists and some people just want to watch the video over and over. And we do both. How do we use video? So it depends on what we are documenting. If we are documenting something on the computer, let's say you want to document what your office manager does, then there are softwares like loom, L-O-O-M.com, which basically do a screen. They allow you to record your screen. So let's say you want to, you have somebody doing your payroll. And if that person is not there, then you don't know how to run payroll. All right. So what you do is next time they run payroll, you have them record themselves on how they do it. So if nothing else, you know, this is the do it yourself, right? I mean, when we go and do it, we ask them questions, we get them walk the, they basically walk us step by step on how they do it and then we extract and we write the information, we attach the forms, etc. If you want to do it yourself, I would recommend at least if you want to start, have them get the loom. It's a free version up to 5 minutes and then it's not very expensive, you know, you can get it for more for more, more than 5 minutes. And have them record themselves, they're doing payroll on Wednesday, have them record themselves and explain because they can, you can also, if they have a microphone, you can hear what they're saying. So basically walk you through by recording how they do payroll, when you have a document right there, it's a documentation, it's better than nothing, because then if something happens to them, you bring somebody else in and they can just take from that particular point and put that video in their process documentation software. Again, I know that if this is too much, you go, I don't know about the process documentation software, fine. Just record and save it on your drive, but at least have that, start with that. If you want to record, if you want to document the process of how you start your day, record yourself at the beginning. You know, just, just here is how, what I do in the morning. Do, 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 do. One, two, three, four, five. You hire a general manager. You go, okay, I want you to do the same, but you have it at least recorded. So that's a great start. And, you know, and kinesthetic. Okay. So people like to also touch and do. And people say that they go, I learn best when I'm actually doing it. So that is where, if you write instructions, you also have them follow the instructions so they can see that it actually can, that they can do it themselves, because that's definitely a method of learning. So now, after you've done that, going back to our team, it's, you review the processes with the leadership team, depends on what state, I mean, you can have the the overall leadership team, or you can have the, you know, the team that you have that is the middle management. What do I mean by that? So let's say, for instance, you have six estimators. This is a true story. It's an HVAC company. They had six estimators, and we came there to document their sales. They had, they're all selling great, but the owner wanted to sell the company. He figured that, you know, throughout the years he developed a really good sales process and he wanted to document it so they can show that this is how we do it. This is our method. So what we did is we have six of them. Very ex- All of them were veteran, like 20 plus years working for the company. It was amazing. I think five of them, 20 plus years. And then with somebody who was newer. So we basically identified, we did a process mapping. We identified the processes that needs to be documented. And there were about, I would say, let's say for the simplicity, there were 12. So each person, each estimator, two to document it. That's really their strengths, you know, that I wanna do this, so I'll do this, so I'll do this. And then I documented it. I extracted the information and documented it with each one of them. And then what we did is we had the other five read the other procedures that, or the processes that we documented with that one estimate. So they all read, basically, if there were 12, each one of them read the other 10, gave their opinion, They said, well, you know, I do this one a little bit differently, or I do this one this way or that way. But they all then, it was kind of like doing an x-ray of the organization because they all saw how they do it and they learned from each other. So we created each one of the procedures got created as a whole with the information of everyone because it was a collaborative approach. So the the first slide I showed you and utilize your team is who do you want to clone and extract the information from them, but also have then the team review it so they all see how people are doing it and get their information and get their input. So then you have a complete knowledge of the organization. So now this is where we find the return on investment. This is where the fun part is. And I can tell you story after story, working with clients, that when we document and create those processes and procedures, we always find a way to improve and to then translate it into the ROI that they want. It's a brave statement. It's like, but it's always, you know, some of them are bigger than others. Like I can tell you the story about another HVAC company where when we documented the processes, we saw that there was a big flaw in their accounts receivable collections and the technicians the way they, Submit the invoices and they were actually were able to collect the balance oh just like that because they implemented the process. It yeah. can be small things, right? It can be a small thing that, oh, this annoys me. Every morning it happens, and then we go, well, why won't you do this or that or that? Oh, okay. And then it doesn't annoy you anymore, right? So it's from big or small, but we can always find it. But one thing, one caution, one, you know, if I can caution about something is that if you have a business that is doing really well don't change until you actually document the process as is. I mean, that is change management one on one. And this is like, you know, for my days in industrial engineering, it's like you don't go into future state before you really understand existing states. So even if things are not going well, you have to really document and understand what is going on. Because as an example, Let's say you think you need to now go into a different marketing campaign or sell differently or present things differently to the customer because you say, well, my process is not working. But then when you start documenting, you see that the process, there's nothing wrong with the process. It's just it's not being followed or the way that the estimator is actually presenting. He's actually skipping step number two and number four because he didn't feel like it was important. So yeah, there should be a change or basically implementing what shouldn't have been changed, right? So that's where it's important to actually document and then look at the change. So now let's talk about what is the key component of the difference between success and failure in getting this project implemented. And I think we have, Fraser, I think we have a polling question. Yeah, so let's take this poll. Let's see what, what you all think.
1: So the difference between success and failure for every process documentation project is not having the processes followed by all, true or false. Yeah, overwhelmingly true.
0: That is correct, because that is the number one concern when I start talking to a potential client, that's the thing is like, what if, I mean, you know, we can spend all this time and money and create these beautiful processes, but then what? You know, what if I cannot make my people follow it? follow it? You know, I just had a conversation with
1: the wrong people.
0: Of, yeah, but it's also but it also come with leadership Brian, because you know yeah. it's also it's the wrong. I agree, but you know you might have the right people, but it's also can be in your head as a leader, right? I yeah. mean, again, going back to your book, like the seven secrets to becoming a wealthy contractor. I mean, those secrets, if you, I mean, the way I look at it. It has to do a lot with mindset. I mean, you have to oh, take yeah, 100% absolutely
1: of mindset. Yeah.
0: So it's the same thing here. And, you know, and to be honest, what I see is like people are afraid to enforce processes because they feel like people are like they're, something will happen to their staff, you know, but it's not. I mean, you know, it's like I'm sure many of you are parents, right? So if you have your kids, if you are afraid to enforce or Make sure that there is some kind of a discipline, right? Or some kind of rules. I mean, what kind of a household are you going to have, right? You you know, if you think, well, you know, I'm not going to tell my kid this and this because they are going to revolt or they're going to rebel. I think they're going to rebel if you don't do it. And it's not something that you have to do like forcefully. And now we are going to be this organization. No, you can do it very lightly and you can do it very, you know, basically light and games and fun. It's fun. You know, it can be, joyful, it doesn't have to be like this strict thing, but people want it. They want to know the boundaries. They want to know what is expected of them. You know, they want to know that so they can actually excel. Because if you don't tell them, this is what I'm expecting you to do, then how do they know that they're doing a good job? How do they measure success, right? So the thing that I see, the number one thing is like you as the business owner, you have to take the 100% responsibility for the outcome here. And you have to, by example, set a good example and use this, those processes in your business. You know, If somebody comes to you and asks you, well, how do I do this? Okay, well, let's go look at, do we have a process for it? Yes, we do, because you make you sure that it's documented. Let's open it. Let's read it. What does it say, right? I mean, I had something like that this morning. One of my employees came to me And I mean, I actually saw something was not doing, it was not done correctly. So instead of saying, Hey, you know, why won't you do this, this, and this, I said, Hey, can you go to our process documentation software and pull up the process that deals with it and tell, and then correct it or tell me what you should have done. And that takes this back and forth and feeling bad. And how do I discipline? Right. So there is a whole lecture. There is actually a podcast I recorded and a blog, and I can also give it to you, Brian, so you can send it out on like the, the steps on how to make sure that the processes are followed by all but I'm gonna go over the key ones very fast right now So the first thing the first thing I said is the mindset is coming from you and taking responsibility and leading with it. The second thing is accessibility you have to make sure that those processes and procedures are accessible that everybody can approach it can, can access it but also that they want to do it right it has to be written in such a way that has a lot of videos very easy to understand does not go into too many details because people will lose their attention I don't know what do you think Brian what's the average attention span like seconds I
1: seconds <laughs>
0: right so it's kind of like okay they want the answer they are not going to read three pages that it has to be written in such a way that that's why we color code everything. And we create it in such a way that it just, you know, it's easy to see. So the key to success, it's accessibility. You have to publish it. You have to train your employees. So one of the things that we do, we don't just give you the processes. We train your employee on it. employees on it. We actually assign them to read the procedures. Also your existing employees, they read it, we send them a survey. We ask for their feedback. You know, sometimes if they don't want to write, we'll interview, we'll just do a, we'll j- jump on a Zoom call and interview them. You have to make sure that they are part of the culture and that starts with you. You refer to them, To them, you mention it. We have a whole thing about how you actually use processes to solve issues. You know, if you are, you identifying the issues, you solve the issues d- using processes because it is either a people problem or a process problem and you have to know how to go down the decision tree i'll walk you through it very quick you have an issue that happened last week i don't know somebody a technician was late for the for the job the customer got upset and they didn't want to let him in whatever something like that okay good well what is a is there a process about what do we do at the beginning of the job and how do we communicate we do have a process okay now was the process followed or not followed So we read the process. So there was something, sorry, it's before followed or not followed. It's like, is the process complete? So we read the process. We go, oh, you know what? We actually did not account for this kind of a circumstance. So now we're going to revise the process and add to it, right? Let's say the process is complete. So why wasn't it followed, right? So then it's a people, is it a people problem? They just decided not to, or there was something I didn't understand, or maybe there was a circumstance that happened. So you are able to, Dissect and analyze issues much better and come to a resolution. Another thing is that they have to be reviewed regularly because it's enough that one thing in the process is not relevant anymore. Then people will start doubting all of them. It it just works like that. You know, it's kind of like it, it's it's like you know if you have an employee and they you find them that you find that they lied about something. Now you start wondering what else they lied you about, right? So it's kind of like one thing, process is not accurate, then they go, well, maybe this one is not, so I'm not going to use it either. And then you have to make sure that, again, you refer to them. There is no such thing as like, okay, you know what? It's written, but I, it's fast. I'm just going to explain to you. Or one time only, we're going to change the process. You don't. If you do change the process, then you go back to the process and you say, there are some exceptions and the exceptions are such and such and such. So that way, I'm not saying you have to be like 100% rigid and never change anything, but you also have to leave the door open for people to understand that there are circumstances where that process can be changed and there are circumstances where it cannot and it has to be followed 100% of the time. So those are some of the key components on how to get it followed by all.
1: Cool. So, Adi, we've got just a few minutes left here, and it's interesting that just about everybody has stayed on with us the whole time, so this is obviously a topic that is important for people. I think it's critically important, that's why I'm introducing you to, to our audience, can you put up on the screen how people can get a hold of you and yeah. where they can learn more? Again, this is a good resource. If anybody's got any questions, go ahead and put them into the chat box. But and Brian,
0: I thought also I can show if I can show an example, because I think it will make it easier for people to understand what what they're working towards. So as they're asking questions, I'll just pull up an example of the process documentation software. So it's not a mystery. Sure. That's okay.
1: Yeah. good. And let's do this, A D. Do you also have a, I'll put this Addy at bizsuccesscg.com. I'm putting that into the chat for you guys. If anybody wants to get a hold of A D. Go ahead and pull that up and then I'm gonna close out. Yeah. Yeah, show and if, the if there any,
0: so if there are any questions, let me know. And I will. I'm just gonna pull up the the example I wanted to show. And this is a soft, this is I'm gonna show you an example with process. I think that I just as I was talking about it, I realized that you know it would probably be good to actually see an example. It makes it easier to understand. So I'm gonna share my screen. So you see, this is an example. Brian, can you see the right screen? The one that I says can, yeah. Okay, great. So here's an example of um, a plumbing company that we documented their processes. So first of all, we obviously work with them on why they want to document. And then we identified where to start. And for them, it was actually their technicians. You know, they were having some turnover, they wanted to train, they wanted to start with that area. Then we worked to the next area, the next area, and the next area. So we started with the technicians and we identified the key. Remember I told you point A and point B? So this is point A, like when they start, when they're preparing for the dispatch, all the way down to ending the job. So that's point A and point B. I love this software because it actually allows you to have, it automatically creates this diagram as you are writing those things here. I mean, they're flowchart. So we identified point A, we identified point B, and then we identified all the steps in between. Remember I told you about like high level, this is high level. Then when we are actually going into each procedure and we were want to write the actual examples, so then we have here high level as well, but we also have the explanation on how it's being done and what they need to do. So let's say, for instance, arriving at the job site. And it's different for each company, right? Because it's what's important for that particular company is how they do it, what do they do? You know, we have one that we have performing the job, I think we created also. So here is a video and that video actually is a video of the voice of the owner explaining like, you know, why is it so important to get the customer authorization? Because without it, it just, you know, that's like a point where people were not doing it, and he so said we can't start a job without it. So there is a video, and there is more. You know, there is this software. That you can pull it up on your iPad. You can pull it up on your phone. It has a checklist. It has a way to see that people actually looked at it. That they actually trained on it. It acts as a checklist, so they can check, check, check during. You see, there is like all these check boxes, etc. So just wanted to show you the Wonderful. overall example so you can see what is a process documentation software
1: awesome so adid this has been this has been really great i actually this is something that you know when we when we met and you described what it is that you do we were like oh my god we got to introduce you to our our audience because this is something we hear about a lot and so thank you for doing this i would say so somebody asked where you're based out of you're here in Miami but you work with companies all over the all place over. right i'm
0: actually i'm actually in the other part of florida and tampa bay oh you are area.
1: oh you're in Tampa. i'm sorry i thought you That's were okay. Here. It's totally okay.
0: okay i'm actually i actually do both i have right now i'm actually located in portland oregon but we have a home in bel-air florida so oh okay and i work with anyway so she works with over. everybody
1: everywhere so wherever she is she's in different places but okay so i would encourage everybody that is on with us today and might be listening to us and if a D can help you at all. Go to, I had it, A D I. It's hard for me because she has the same name as my wife, but Addie and a D. That's how we know the difference. A D at bizsuccesscg.com. We'll also include that in the follow up email that we send out with the recording of this webinar. So I uh, hope this was of value to everybody. Adi, thank you so much for being here and presenting today. And if anybody is interested in working with Adi, just reach out with her directly. And thank you all very much and see you all soon.
0: Thank you, Brian. Thank you, everyone.
1: All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, Did it help you look at your business in a different way? Did it spark an idea or ideas that you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. If it did, I'd like to ask you a favor. Would you leave a five-star review of the podcast? By doing so, you'll help other contractors find the podcast more easily so that we can help them achieve more success, wealth, and freedom. And before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. In fact, if you haven't already, make sure you go to thewealthycontractor.com and get your free copy of my latest book, The Seven Secrets to Becoming a Wealthy Contractor. Just pay shipping and handling, and I'll take care of the cost of the book. So until next time, this is Brian here.